Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <laughs> This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valero and I discuss the linebackers on the Chiefs as we continue our offseason analysis. Uh, Joe, you know, I think so much, there's been so much talk about the offensive line and all the changes because of what happened in the Super Bowl um, and then the release of Schwartz and Fisher. Also a lot of talk about the wide receivers, you know, with Sammy Watkins gone. I think like an overlooked group is then the linebackers. Um, you know, th- this is a group I think that probably the third area of need, and when we say area of need, this is a really talented Chiefs team, so uh, we're really nitpicking here. I really think linebacker is an area they, they need to bolster. Uh, do you agree? Oh, t- t- totally agree, Jeff. And I think, um, you know, obviously it's the – I don't want to overplay it, but it's, it's, the, it's the center of your defense, right? Little like figuratively and literally, right? Like it's the middle of the field. It's, you know, it's, it's the players that you want to free up to make tackles, right? I mean, that's what – and that's what the goal of the defensive line is, right? The goal of the defensive line is to is to clog up as many blockers as you can, right? And to and to 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 take up as many blockers as you can so that linebackers are free to make tackles, right? I mean, that's really the I don't want to boil like football down to its ultimate basics, but you know, that's really the the players on the team that should have the most tackles for a lot of reasons, right? Because because of their athletic ability, their size, and the fact of, you know, up front, if you only have four defensive linemen, you know, you're trying to absorb all of the blockers that you can on the offensive line so that the linebackers can make your tackles. I mean, that's really, that's football, defensive football in a nutshell, right? And, um, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a run stopper in the secondary, that always helps if you're in a run you know, if you're in a sort of a run-focused defensive mode. Um, but really, it's the linebacking core that is at the – and I'm doing air quotes, right? It's at the center of your defense. Um, maybe not meaning the middle of your defense, but the center of your defense, right? You know, horizontally and vertically. So I think it's hugely important. That was a really long-winded answer to a really short question, Jeff. But, yeah, I think it's super important they get this right, especially with the, the style of defense that the Chiefs play. You know, I mean, you can call them a 3-4. You could call them a 4-2-5, right? It's, it's just the, the Chiefs are a, an amalgamation on defense. I think Coach Bagnola's defense, defense has, is like an amalgamation of, of, of those three defenses, right? Like it's, it's the classic 4-3, four down linemen, three linebackers. But it also morphs into this like 3-4 where do you consider Frank Clark and Taco Charlton like – 
Do you consider those guys linebackers? Like, was Derek Thomas a D lineman? Was he a linebacker? Like, and then it also goes in, you know, a lot of times the Chiefs are running what's called a 4-2-5. You know, back in the old days, they called it the nickel package. But defensive backs are getting so big these days, Jeff, that some of these bigger defensive backs are almost like linebackers. So it's, you know, there's, a, there's another morph that Spagnola runs in what I would call the 4-2-5. And, it, and it's not like back in the old days, nickel defense was like, oh, third and long, bring in the nickel defense. Nowadays, with the oh, passing with teams, with teams, you know, team, it, it's not the old days of teams having two backs and two re- receivers. Often it's one back and three receivers or, you know, one back and two tight ends. And Joe, such a great point there that, you know, I, I, I often refer to the flip card from last year or from I'm actually now looking at the flip card uh, before the Super Bowl win, Super Bowl 54, and the starting lineup is listed as just a 4-2-5. If they just have uh, two lines. So, you know, that's the thing. They, they, you're right. They might – it might make it in a way less of a need in the sense that they probably played two linebackers on a lot of downs. Um, but, you know, two of those guys – Anthony Hitchens, who's still around, um, but he's 29 or going to be 29 in June, so before mm-hmm. before the season. So, you know, kid, they need a, a, another guy up there. And Hitchens, Coach Spags loves him because he's yeah. such a smart guy. He's like a coach on the field. But I almost feel he's better kind of mentally than he is physically. Not not that he's a bad player and all, but he, he you know, he he's solid, not spectacular. That's that's how I'll put him. And then the other guy who, who played a lot, Damian Wilson, signed uh, with the Jaguars. So mm-hmm. even though they only have two guys right now, you look at that, uh, if you look at the linebackers they have on the roster right now, um, they have Omari Cobb, uh, Darius Harris, and uh, Dorno Daniel, who's kind of a special team guy, Emmanuel Smith. Yeah. Well, those guys I mentioned, except for Daniel, are really – I don't know if they're going to be on a team or have much of an impact. They're kind of former undrafted free agent guys. They're, they might be um, practice squad candidates. So then you have Hitchens and you have Ben Neiman, who they signed again, another, another Iowa guy. He and Hitchens yeah. are both Iowa guys, uh, a good special teamer, but not a star. And then there's Willie Gay, who they expect a lot out of, but not, not a lot of bodies there. They just, this is a position I expect them to, to target at some point in the draft. Oh, I, Jeff, I absolutely. I mean, you know, we've been doing this. It's been so much fun doing this analysis uh, in this off season with you. Cause I think this is, this is a very unique year, right? Let's go back to where we were a year ago when it was, I'm doing air quotes again, run it back year, right? There was very little movement, right? They knew the chiefs were going in with, you know, at one point before COVID obviously, and, and LDT decided to, to opt out. You know, they were going in with 20, 21 of the 22 starters coming back. Like, what the heck? You know, that that was that was a slow offseason for us, you know, as, as analysts, right, trying to figure out what the heck are the Chiefs going to do. I'll tell you exactly what they're going to do. They're going to re-sign everybody that just won the Super Bowl, and they're going to run it back. Um, it's a little different this year, right? They're losing people um, to free agency. They're picking up people in free agency. They're really taking a deep dive into where their needs are. And, and I think, you know, just look at this offensive line. Think about the – just I don't mean to backtrack because I know it's, li- it's linebacker week, but think about where this offensive line will be on September 1st of, of this year when the season kicks off to where it was, you know, 18 months ago. Wow. Like what a difference, right? 
I think we're going to we're, we're also seeing a little bit of that morphing happening on the D line. And now I think from a linebacker perspective, you know, granted Anthony Hitchens coming back with some veteran experience, you know, Willie's relatively new coming in as a, a recent draft pick. It's I think this linebacking core could look just like the offensive line by the time we get to September. It could be a completely different view than we had 18 months ago when the Chiefs, you know, won the Super Bowl. Great point, Joe. Now a word from our sponsor. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The Masters is here. Bet online has you covered for all the new scores and odds, is the best way to place your bets, and is free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, Joe, I think you're right that there might be a lot of moving parts. You know, there's still um, there's still a lot of players to be had during free agency with the cap down. I think a lot of teams are, are waiting to get some some bargains. I think they're going to add some linebackers there, and I, I think they'll draft some guys. Uh, we know Hitchens isn't going anyplace. We mentioned him. Uh, ben Neiman is is a solid. You know, I don't know if you necessarily want him a starter, but he's a smart player, a good special teamer. And then the other one who will be really interesting to watch this year is Willie Gay. Um, He was a very fast guy, flashed at times. But linebacker is a pretty tough position to to play as a rookie, especially really with no training camp and and the difficult offseason without much on-field work. Joe, you think – I mean, that's part of the reason why he didn't have an even bigger role last year, just that difficult transition – Oh, it's hard. I mean, think about the the speed at which the game changes, you know, going from college to the NFL. Um, you know, there's a couple of positions, I think, that are easier transitions, right? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, obviously, when you look at making a transition, running back, you know, if you're a running back in a major college division, there's not, you know, you've got some basic skills that you can translate pretty easily. And I think that's why, number one, well, we all know that NFL running back careers are probably some of the shortest because of the beating that they take on every play and the big hits. But, you know, I think it's also because running backs generally play early, right? Mm-hmm. Look at, look at the impact that Clyde Edwards Alaire had, you know, right away, a, a yeah. lot of line. A lot, yeah. And totally Joe, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's no, why no. like, you know, a lot of people, if you compare what Edwards Alaire did as a rookie in the first round pick and then the second round pick Willie Gay it's not it's not really a, a fair comparison it's you know it's apples and oranges it is because it's different skills and if they're they're definitely more transferable skills I think you know you can see let, let's just brainstorm right like wide receiver running back you know um, I think even to a certain degree defensive back uh, would probably be third on my list as far as being able to make the transition as a rookie early uh, because they're they're out in the open space you're not dealing with the, these big bodies, you know, like you are at linebacker or offensive or defensive line. I think defensive line's uh, a pretty decent – that probably would be next on my list as far as being able to make Mm -hmm. a transition early. I just think linebacker, it just – because of the size, the speed at which you have to play and the number of looks and fronts that you might get as a a signal caller on the defense, uh, defense, you know, the the, the way that Anthony Hitchens is. I mean, he's their their quarterback on the defense. And it takes time. It takes time to figure that all out when you're coming from as complicated as as college 
offenses might be and, and as complicated as the defensive schemes, it, it's definitely takes it up a notch when, when you get to the NFL level. And, and that's why I think linebackers tend to be a more mature position. You learn the speed of the game by getting snaps here and there, you play some special teams, you get your, you know, kind of get your sea legs under you and then, and then it's a little easier to make the transition. Great analysis there, Joe. Well, I don't relax well. With my crazy life, it's just hard for me to shut off my brain and chill. I overthink. I get easily stressed out, and it effing sucks. So I did my homework and found Sunday Scaries, which are delicious and vitamin-boosted CBD gummies. They become a must-have in my daily routine, and they chill me out in just about 20 minutes. Basically, they help me take the edge off so I can maintain my composure and live scare-free. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries. In the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business, I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your discount. That's promo code B-L-E-A-V for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're effing amazing and you won't regret joining their squad. Uh, Joe, when we're talking about linebackers, I, I thought it was interesting to point out, football obviously evolves so much changes through the years. Um, from your playing days to now, linebackers won the position that I think has really changed. I, I, when I think of the, those great Chiefs teams you played on, I think of like Tracy Simeon and, and huge yeah. shoulder pads and a huge neck roll and stuff. Now, now the guys are a little bit more like Willie Gay, where it, where it's uh, not maybe quite as big, and quite as much of a thumper, more of a kind of a speed guy playing up the the passing lanes more than the running lanes. Yeah, yeah, I think you know, great. Obviously, Jeff, great, great analysis and 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 great thoughts on that. And and I, and I totally agree with you. I think the days of the even even as great as he was, the Ray Lewis, you know, body type, um, even to a certain degree. Um, you know, the Dick Buckus, you know, the stout middle linebacker, like that classic middle linebacker body. I totally agree with you. I think, I think those days are gone. I mean, you know, when you look at, at the body type of an Anthony Hitchens, he's, you know, he doesn't look like a Tracy Simeon. He doesn't look like, you know, a Ray Lewis. He looks much more athletic. Not that these guys weren't athletic, please. I mean, you know, get, I want Ray Lewis or Tracy get mad at me, but, but uh, you know, he definitely looks a lot more athletic. And I, and I think this is because of the way the offense has changed, right? I mean, offenses are, like you said, there's, there's very little, I mean, when's the last time you saw a really true fullback coming at a linebacker on like an ISO play? Totally. Right? Yeah. You got to think about the kind of plays that offenses run, you know, back when I was playing, it was, you had a linebacker, you had a, a middle linebacker and we ran ISO where your fullback went right after that linebacker and, you know, and they, and you ran the ball, uh, you know, up the middle on those isolation plays. And it just doesn't – it's all zone now. You know, it's all zone running. You need athletic, speedy, tough, big linebackers that can cover a lot of ground but can also take the big hit and make the big hit. So definitely, Jeff, uh, that is a position that has morphed from the 90s, early 2000s into what you see today in the 2020s as a as – a, you know, your linebackers are – I think they've morphed. If I had to make an analogy to the offensive side, they've morphed the way that tight ends have morphed. Right, great you know, comp, yeah. You know, Jonathan Hayes, right? He was a tackle in a tight end's body. Let's be let's be honest, right? And Jonathan be the first person to tell you that. And a lot of the tight ends that we had back in the day, um, 
they were an extension of the offensive line. Nowadays, you know, your tight ends are these hybrid like tackles slash wide receivers who can catch and run and block and like so I think linebackers have have morphed the same way that that uh, tight ends have and and I think you know what gives me the Sunday scaries go back to our sponsor (laughs) is 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 really the depth right like I mean look we know we know Hitchens is the guy right Mm -hmm. he's he's going to be what in this defense what you would call the Mike linebacker right he's the guy he's going to be the signal caller he's coming in God willing you know he stays healthy is short of him being hurt or something he is the guy right and and I think after that you got Willie Gay who obviously they put a big investment in you know made a made a nice high pick for him um you know he did appear in all the games he, he you know he had the injury but I think I think Willie Gay is going to be the nickel 4-2 back linebacker for sure like I think that's that you can write that in stone those two guys going into the season obviously from there with injuries who knows right I just don't know after that the depth I mean you look at 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 some of these uh you know when you look at Dorian O'Daniel and and Darius Harris and Omari Cobb and Emmanuel Smith like are they are they even got some of these guys may not be on the squad totally totally like depending on what the Chiefs can do late in free agency what they do at the draft, I mean, they may not even be. So I, I think this is a good time to talk about this linebacking core, kind of pre-draft. You know, we're getting to, getting to draft time here, and um, it's going to be really interesting to see what, what Brett Beach does. Those guys, those names you, you listed and I, I listed earlier, it might also come down to kind of the rules. Um, how – if, if we're if teams are allowed to carry a very large practice squad again you know maybe those are guys that are there if they're allowed kind of a larger roster there are a lot of things that kind of changed up with with covid and and for, for, which i think were great rule changes uh, yeah for for sure so joe what do you think would be like the biggest need then for the chiefs as far as alignment do you think it would be to draft maybe an eventual replacement for Hitchens in the middle because, you know, he's 29, or do you think a guy, um, an outside guy, what, what, what do you kind of see as like if you could just perfectly acquire someone, who would that be for the, for the Chiefs? I, I w- if it were me, I, what I would do, Jeff, is I would draft as high as they possibly can. You know, if, if, if they use that late pick, Right in the first round, if 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 they can you know move up a little bit in the second round, I would do it at linebacker. I, I would I would pick a really high draft pick um, to back up Hitchens. Right? I mean, we're talking like you know, let's go after that Ray Lewis, you know, sort of middle linebacker type, you know, hit Anthony Hitchens replacement body, right? Like that kind of guy. Um, that would be what I would do, and then and then try to round it out and you know, get some depth, maybe another depth uh, at free agency to see, you know, if, if, if Willie Gay can stay healthy, great. If not, you know, we have somebody who can cover, um, who can be that, you know, that other four, two, five linebacker that, that the chiefs need. Um, That's, that's what I would do because I think it, I think, I think Hitchens has enough runway. um, You know, he's got another year left on the contract, right? I think he's, he's, his deal goes through 2022, um, you know, I think he's, he's, he's going to be solid. And I think if you give, if you give a, a, a late first round, early second round or mid second round pick a chance to learn under somebody like him, I think that could make for a nice, easy transition for that very important position that we know is, 
is very important. And that's what I would do. And then I, w- I would see what's left out there in free agency to try to get a little bit more depth. Because right now, you know, Jeff, if, especially if they don't go into the season with this whole COVID, if they pull away some of those COVID rules and we go back to the old 53-man roster with, you know, X amount of players on the practice squad, not like they had this year, depth is going to be the key, right? Mm-hmm. Solid depth. Totally. And going the other way, if you could pull – if we're going we're gonna to go almost like fantasy football. Like if you could pull any player in the NFL off – Contract situation doesn't matter. Who would be like a perfect fit for this Chiefs team at linebacker? Ooh, I don't know, Jeff. Who do you who? I'm going to ask. I'm going to throw that question right back at you. Like, who who do you think is who do you think is? I mean, is it a Bobby Wagner with the Seahawks? Is it you know Darius Leonard from the Colts? I mean, I don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Do you? Yeah, you know, I was asking the question so I wouldn't have to handle this <laughs> difficult yeah. question. Yeah, I mean, those guys are. They're awesome. Leonard and Wagner. I'm almost thinking just um, quicker linebacker. I think they, they're all about speed. You know, Wagner is great, but he's a little bit more of a thumper. I think yeah. more of like a – that's kind of what they're looking for is kind of a guy. Uh, Willie Gay, like I think they want all their linebackers to be about 230 pounds and, and really fly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at the rankings of, of all the top linebackers that are out there, the Wagners, the Kendricks of the world – um, you know, he's actually Kendricks is probably Kendricks from the Vikings is probably the guy that I think fits that that Willie Gamel uh better than any of the I would say the top five, right? You know, when you look at uh, you know, Demario Davis from the Saints, he's a run stopper. Um, you know, um, Leonard's run stopper, Bobby Wagner run stopper, you know, I think um. And yeah, well, he can he blitzes too, which is good. But I think Kendricks, maybe Kendricks would be the guy from the Vikings. I think he's probably the prototypical what you're thinking of as far as being able to to stop the run, but also he's a full field run and chase player, right? I mean, he is he can, you know, because that's because that's what you know the Vikings run that whole nickel. They run that mm-hmm. same four two five. I mean, they they run that same. It's all zone coverage um he's you know he's probably the prototypical linebacker i would go after if i had a an open checkbook and every everybody in the league was a free agent maybe i maybe i'd take eric kendricks the the other guy he's a great choice the other one i might say is who we unfortunately saw too much of in super bowl 55 is devin white young player great i mean he covered kelsey i mean that's the type of guy i like that he can hit but god he can cover tight ends yeah yeah I, i i agree well, listen, I always have trouble finding good sunglasses. I have too narrow a head, Joe. It never makes me look great. But, well, finally, it's time to make your outdoor experiences better. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized, polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses. Clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the code... Canon Cast 15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's Canon Cast 15, and that's K A E N O N C A S T 15. Canon, clearly better. Well, I really expect uh, the Chiefs to target linebackers in the draft and you know the remaining days of free agency. 
I see it as the third biggest need uh, following offensive line, which they've certainly um, addressed, and receiver. One thing, though, you know, this has been a fun thing as we exercise as we go from position group to position group. But we're really nitpicking here, uh, talking about needs. I mean, I don't think we're going to be talking about quarterback as a need. Right. You know, that's, right. there's not much to say there. And this is still – I mean, this still might be the most talented roster in the NFL. The Buccaneers obviously have a great claim on that, having re-signed their entire starting lineup, uh, all 22. Um, from when the Chiefs played them. But fans, I think the linebackers are out there. Uh, I could easily see them trying to find an eventual replacement to Anthony Hitchens. And also, like Joe said, just just some depth. So anyhow, thanks for listening this week. We're presented by Bet Online, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.